Wow, I tell you what, it is hard to believe it is already Wednesday, but welcome everybody. Karma Hansen with Safe Kids Grand Forks on the show today. Jasmine Wangen will be joining us in just a little while here. Talking about all the things to keep your kiddos nice and safe this spring. Our show, by the way, brought to you by River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Hey, you know what? We want to make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and movie destination. Both located in the River Mall on East Side. You can dine inside the movie memorabilia restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending to. Now, some of this week's feature attractions are air, rated R. Uh, Super Mario Super Mario Brothers movie rated PG. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves rated PG-13 is only son. John Wick Chapter 4 Champions and so many more. You can find the complete show times and listings online. Just go to RiverCinema15.com and uh, don't forget too about the Tuesday specials. $5 movies all day long and $5.50 senior matinee specials Wednesdays and Thursdays. River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions. Now serve adult beverages. It's family owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. For their showtimes, look online at morefamilytheaters.com. Uh, let's see here. Any questions or comments, feel free to call us 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863, or you can also text. Before we get too much further into the show, let's do it. It is time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. We got a good one for Dale, the producer today. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, what do you call an Italian man with a rubber toe? What do you call an Italian man with a rubber toe? Roberto. That was Paul, another country heard from behind the production desk. <laughs> Roberto, come on. That's good stuff. Karma, how are you? I'm very good. <laughs> you were just in here yesterday. Yes, I was. We got a lot of stuff going on this spring and a big event coming up this uh, coming up Saturday. Yep. I am going to bring in a Jasmine Wong in here in the mm-hmm. next uh, couple segments. Uh, she'll talk about the Hands-On Learning Fair. Uh, she is the coordinator of that event. But that is only, well, that's an event that will have two to 3,000 people there. Oh, wow. On a day. Yeah. Uh, we have that many other events going on that'll bring in you know hundreds of people as well because this is a super busy time of year for Safe Kids Grand Forks. But I say that every time I come on, don't I, John? Well, it, it, when it comes to kids, you got to think about it. Every every you know because you're spring, fall, winter, summer, you're here every every season, every change. But they're all important for kids. Every one of them. They all have different issues. They all have different challenges, if you will. Like right now, I mean, is spring really ever going to come? Well, I. Th- think we might go from spring to summer. It might be one of those years. The- I saw a funny thing the other day posted on somebody's Facebook page, and it says the Minnesota DNR has requested all fish house or ice house fishing houses mm-hmm. to be off the lakes by July 3rd so as to not interfere yeah. with the 4th of July fireworks <laughs> visualization. You know, it's funny because it was only a week ago we had a lot of snow on the ground. That's all gone. Um, and what's funny is I have friends in like Montana, and they were out already fishing in their boats, which we were doing two years ago we were out in the boats a couple of weeks ago on the red but um that guy snowmobiling by my house not even two weeks ago on the river and right now i can actually see the river from my kitchen window so it is coming up but i really don't think we're gonna have to worry about a flood or anything like that but when it comes to springtime and it comes to water and it comes to ditches being filled and retention ponds and things like that Hey, I was a kid once too, and it's like a magnet. I mean, you could have a you could have a whole bowl of candy 
or a flowing ditch, and I'm going to go to that flowing ditch every time. And and these are some of the, just a few of the things that we need to really think about. Well, absolutely. And while you said, you know, we may not have flooding here in Grand Forks and East Grand Forks where we've got the flood mitigation system of the walls and Mm -hmm. the banks and all that kind of stuff. I look to our neighbors up north and, you know, Minto is flooding right now. There's water there. So a couple things around that topic. And and that being said, North, uh, we, North, Safe Kids Grand Forks, we cover Northeast mm-hmm. North Dakota, mm-hmm. Northwest Minnesota. So there are parts of our coverage area sure. that are being impacted. So a couple of things. Uh, there are road closure signs up in a lot of the areas around uh, the rural areas yep. of our state. And the county sheriffs and you know people put those out because that means there For is water over, right, yep. over the, the road. Uh, and you know it takes about six inches of water to stall a small car. Mm-hmm. And it, between six and 12 inches can float away a full-size yep. pickup. Yeah, six and inches could take you off your feet and you're gonzo. Yeah, or your vehicle off yep. your off off its wheels and flowing. And that water is very 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 cold and oftentimes it does have a current to it. Mm-hmm. So you talk about kids being attracted to it. And I think it, while it's all kids, I think particularly of children with special needs. Yeah. Uh, children with autism are very, very sure. drawn uh, to uh, water, and that water is super cold. Mm. And uh, again, it could be flowing and flowing through culverts and that kind of thing, moving really rapidly. So, you know, don't just send them out to the yard to play. There may be water in areas where there normally yep. isn't. Uh, pay attention to where they are. Set some boundaries of where they can play. Um, if kids are missing, check that area first. Uh, and then again, adhere to those road closure signs so that we don't have a vehicle or people being um, swept away by them because it is a real thing. Yeah, in fact, I think somebody just died uh, going through around a road closure sign. Yep. Uh, got swept away by water. And and when you talk about this, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, Karma. I've said it on the show before. Um, I had a younger brother that was killed many years ago uh, in a car crash, but he got thrown out of the vehicle, uh, did not have a single broken bone in his body, but he was knocked out unconscious, like happens all the time face down at about four inches of water and he drowned oh. so four inches of water that's less than you probably have in your bathtub yeah that's all it takes yeah that's yep. all it takes so people you wouldn't believe what four inches of water can do and how quick it can do it well and and i i want to kind of piggyback off this a little tiny bit, John. I'm sorry to hear that about your mm. fr- brother, first of all, and I did not know that story. But, you know, people talk, uh, We I just worked very hard to get a primary seatbelt bill passed in our state. And, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while, people will bring up, well, what if my car catches on fire in the crash? Or what if I go in water um, and, you know, I don't want to be at a drowning risk by being buckled in your car? And actually, the safest place to stay is in your car mm-hmm. if you go into a lake, yep. because likely you're going to get thrown into the dash or the steering wheel right. and be unconscious. You want to be conscious so you can unbuckle mm-hmm. that seatbelt and get out. Yeah, um, and so that is important. You also mentioned something about you know us still having ice on the rivers and the lakes and that kind of thing. Uh, it was interesting. One of our partners in the work that we do is the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, and I was listening to Jim Job the other day, mm-hmm. uh, our outreach biologist from this area of the state, talk about ice still on the. The lakes and while fish houses need to be off by now, there are people that are still going out and ice fishing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and while there may be thick ice on the lake, people need to look at the quality of that ice. Yeah. And it is oftentimes not strong enough to support the weight of clearly not vehicles, but even an ATV yeah. or a ranger, uh, or, or it could even be people on feet. Yeah. So, uh, if you're going out by all means, uh, make sure that you've got an inflatable life jacket, either that's got the flotation in it, or you can get some that go over uh, the the neck Mm -hmm. and they have a 
a tag that you pull on it if you were to go in the water. The other thing people talk about are ice picks that you could yep. use to pull yourself up and out of that water. But remember, you likely are not going to have a lot of time if you get right. submerged because that water is so cold. It starts shutting down yeah. vital and, organs. And you're also talking lakes compared to here with rivers. Uh, you go down here, if you break through on the river... Those ice picks probably aren't going to do you a whole nope. lot of good. Your nope. best bet is just stay the heck away. Oh, stay away. From the water, all yep. right? It doesn't matter if it's a ditch. It doesn't matter if it's a pothole. I mean, some of these potholes now in Grand Forks got to be at least three and a half, four feet deep. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, you know, get a, get an amphibious vehicle to go down 32nd <laughs> Avenue. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are the... Thrivent Choice Dollars. Yeah, you must have looked at our uh, Facebook page. Oh, yeah, I've been creeping. Yeah, so Thrivent is a... a an organization and they sell insurance. They do financial mm-hmm. planning and that type of thing. Uh, my husband and I have a Thrivent policy and every year they want to do good things by giving back to their community. And so what they do is rather than Thrivent themselves Uh choosing what organization they're going to support. Each of the people who have a policy are given a couple different things. There's a pot called Thrivent Action Dollars where that policy owner can get $250. It comes on a a gift card and it can be used to launch an activity or an event, a fundraiser, that kind of thing. Um, So Thrivent Action Teams are something that we oftentimes will set up like a car seat checkup event or the hands-on learning fair or things like that. But they also get what are called Thrivent Choice Dollars. And based on how much insurance you have and the cost of that policy, a certain percentage of that is given back into this bank. And we, as owners of that policy, get to decide which nonprofit we want to support. Mm -hmm. And Safe Kids Grand Forks happens to be one of the organizations that people can choose to support. Uh, We receive a notification when somebody directs their Thrivent Choice Dollars to our organization. It's sent from Thrivent event on behalf of that person. And then we get to put that money uh, to good use for uh, the things that we're doing in keeping kids safe. And so uh, if people have Thrivent, you may or may not even be aware of your um, action team dollars or your uh, Thrivent choice dollars, please reach out to me and I'll tell you how you can go about finding out that information and then how you can direct it to safe kids if, if we're an organization mm-hmm. that you want to support. You know, I don't even know how you can remember everything that goes on with safe kids because I've got a long list and and it's like you don't even have oh you do have a few cheat cheat cheats with you but um i have i have to have those for dates and times oh there you yeah yeah <laughs> I, it's funny i can you remember 11 no i better write it down but i can remember <laughs> when i saw you what you were wearing all that kind of stuff it's the 80s i blame it on that um safe transportation of children in ambulance training just the title of that kind of caught my eye um what in the world yeah so i am uh, the Safe Kids Coordinator, and I am a car seat technician. Mm-hmm. But I also spent 25 years of my career as an intensive care nursery nurse. Okay. And in that role, there are paramedics that go out and get the general population. But when there is a neonate that needs um, service, particularly from uh-huh. another hospital or to be sent to another hospital, our intensive care nursery nurses that were transport skilled would go and take those babies either to another facility or go get them and bring them back. So I spent 25 years of my career working in the back of an ambulance doing that type oh, of work. Oh, okay. And I, I thought we had a little something going on there because I've gotten to ride in an ambulance <laughs> numerous times, but okay. I've actually never ridden in an ambulance as a patient and I hope oh. I don't ever need to, <laughs> but I have spent a fair amount of time in the back of an ambulance. Sure. So if you have 
if you are a car seat technician and if you also have ambulance experience, you can be qualified to teach a course that is put out by Riley Children's Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, called Safe Transportation of Children in Ambulances. Okay. And it is uh, a curriculum in which we talk to emergency medical services people about how do you transport a kid in the back of an ambulance. Now, if you or I need to go in that ambulance, that cot that is back there yep. is designed for us, for sure. our body structure. The straps on it are designed to go over our mm-hmm. chest and our thighs, the hard parts of our body, keep us on that uh, cot. That being said, a, a young child is not a little adult. Right. And uh, the way that you would restrain them in an ambulance is very different than you oh, would sure. for an adult. Mm-hmm. And so this course is designed to uh, be taught to paramedics, EMTs, uh, um, ambulance volunteers a lot. I think it's 94% in our state yeah. of ambulance yeah, departments are run by volunteers. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so our training is designed to teach them what can you do to transport children in ambulances. And, you know, some kids need to be transported because you go to the scene of the crash and mom is the one that's injured, but the kid's fine. Well, what do you do with that kid? Right. What do you do if you have two kids? Mm-hmm. What do you do if you have a baby? What if you have a kid that you show up at the crash and they might have a spinal cord injury and you don't want to lift them out of that car seat. How can you put that car seat on the cot? What does that all look like? Some might be medically stable. Others may need very critical care along the way. How do you weigh all that? And so this training is designed to talk to uh, ambulance personnel about that. And so we are offering that training. uh, I spoke in February at the Northeast Regional EMS Conference and provided the training. And so many of the paramedics and EMTs that were there came to me and said, gosh, I wish our whole ambulance crew could have heard this. Yeah, And so we are going to do the training via Zoom. Our first one is to, uh, today, uh, and it is um, scheduled uh, via Zoom. The next one will be on April 24th. We're doing it from 6.30 to 7.30 at night. And then the next one is on April 28th from 9 to 10 a.m. They can get those dates and times on our website. They'll sign up, and then we will send them the Zoom link for the appropriate uh, session that they will be a tra- attending. It's the same training every time. We just sure. set it up at three different times of the day so that we could, um, you know, kind of meet yeah. that shift work and, type and of people. You know, of all the times that you and I have talked, um, Karma, I, I've never ever thought of children in an ambulance. I mean, that is just a whole different ball game right there. And, and everything you listed, and, and the fact that. A lot of these kids, because their kids are scared to death, and it's almost like, well, there should be a parent or somebody that can ride with in there. But there's just a million things when when it comes to transporting a kid in an ambulance. Well, there is. I mean, you think about how car seats work, and they're designed for a vehicle where it's going forward, and the seat is Mm -hmm. facing forward. And now, all of a sudden, in the back of an ambulance, you have a cot, but then you also have a chair. It's called an attendant seat. That faces backwards right behind the driver. Well, you can't put a car seat facing backwards in an Mm -hmm. ambulance. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the other thing is, is there are bench seats in an ambulance that run parallel with the cot. Yep. And you can never place a car seat going no. sideways no. in a vehicle. So it can't go there. So there's all these nuances of things that until you kind of are put in that environment and have to say, okay, how do you safely transport this kid? Your mind may not think about that. But our goal with this training is to get ambulance departments to think about that and then figure out how they can train their personnel, get some hands-on experience with you know, putting car seats or they they make a whole host of uh, different types of harness systems or vests or car seats that are designed for ambulances. How can they procure those? How can they maybe find funding to pay for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the North Dakota Emergency Medical Services for Children uh, is based out of the Department of Health in Bismarck. And uh, last year, they provided a device called a Pediamate. It's a, an, a, a, de- a harness system that's designed to strap onto that cot oh. and harness the child on, they provided those free of charge to ambulance departments. So our goal with this training is to make ambulance personnel aware of some of those things that you say, I never thought of, right? and to let them know that we're here to help sure. uh, and help walk them through that. Because the last thing you want to do is take a child who made needs some medical care out of one environment and put them in an even riskier environment mm-hmm. by having them in an ambulance that they're not yeah, adequately strapped down in. You know, you uh, talk a lot about car seats and uh, things like that. I was looking at uh, Safe Kids Grand Forks Facebook page. They had uh, Georgie from Young Sheldon, and I, I don't know you're, you don't watch Young Sheldon, but um, they had him. If you now, if you people are familiar with the show Young Sheldon, it's it's a funny show. Um, they showed Georgie because now him and his girlfriend or whatever she was, they have a baby now, and him trying to put a car seat in was hilarious. And the thing is, is I know a hundred guys that have, they could have been Georgie. They could have been in that dang show. There's more to it than just buying it. And uh, believe me, guys, if you're a guy and you go buy a car seat and you're one of those guys that says, I don't need no stinking instructions. Well, then you better get a hold of Safe Kids Grand Forks because there it's not that easy to put these things in, especially if you do not have instructions or somebody instructing you. Yeah, absolutely. I have a funny story to tell about that. Several years ago, I got a call on my cell phone. And normally the calls go to the office and it says, if this is an emergency, call my cell phone. And I get this call and I answered and and, and they said, are you a car seat person? And I said, yes. Who am I speaking to? And they gave me their name. It was a former UND hockey player. I'm not going to throw him under the bus at all. Uh, And he said, "Um, so my wife just delivered a baby and I had two jobs. I was supposed to put the crib together and get the car seat installed in the car. And she delivered before I thought she would. (laughs) And I don't have the car seat in. And he goes, something is clearly wrong with the way I've installed it. And she's being discharged home today. And I can't figure this thing out. Can you help me? So I said, sure, come by my office. And we set up an appointment time and he came by and I went out and that car seat could not have been installed any worse than it was. It was horrible. Uh, I wish you'd tell me who it was I'm not going to. It was horrible. (laughs) And that being said, I kind of was kind about it. And I'm like, oh, oh, well. You are dumb. Well, no, but I said, gosh, did you read the instructions? He's like, no. He goes, I I thought I could figure it out. And then he goes, well, and then when I couldn't figure it out, he goes, I called a buddy and he came over and we struggled with this thing on the driveway for two hours last night. And I didn't have the heart to tell my wife that I couldn't get it in. And I thought, okay, 
Number one, you were too proud or, you know, too guy-like, I guess, to read the instructions, right? Like guys don't look at maps either, right? Mm. Um, so didn't read the instruction manual. I will say reading the instructions for both your car and your car seat are critical pieces yeah. to getting in, right? The other thing is, is many car seats on the side of them have a little QR code you can scan. Oh. And it will literally take you to an instruction right video yep. that'll show you how to do it. So I would guide people to that. But no, they're not easy to install. Uh, and a lot of car seats have misuse. So uh, we have many car seat technicians within our community uh, and region who are trained in order to help those uh, folks that are maybe sure. expecting a baby or maybe a grandparent who uh, has to transport a child, um, child care providers, whoever that may be. Maybe it's your summer nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will help teach you how to put that car seat in. Now, we do have a class coming up in May. It's, believe it or not, it's four days of training uh, to learn how to be a technician. And uh, Jasmine, who will be joining us, uh, she is one of our instructors who uh, teaches that class. Uh, We can take up to 20 people in it. It's offered in East Grand Forks, Minnesota. And uh, it really goes through like the law, the car seats. And there are probably about 200 different car seats out on the market. Oh. Pair that with the different ages and weights of the child mm-hmm. and the different types of vehicle, mm-hmm. and there are a bazillion different sure. combinations of way, ways that seat can be used. So if anybody has an interest in becoming a technician, that class is coming up in May. Uh, we also offer our assistance in a way where we're, we make ourselves very visible to the public. First of all, second Thursday of every month from 4 to 7 for the last 28 years, we have been at Rydell Auto Center. Hey. And we uh, do car seat checks there. No appointments needed. Mm -hmm. The fourth... week of the month, we do a car seat checkup event at the fire station in East Grand Forks. And that time rotates between 9 and 11 and 1230 to 230. We do ask for appointments at that. But uh, I'm going to have Dale queue up our uh, schedule here of our summer schedule. Uh, You're going to meet Jasmine in a minute here. But uh, she and I, this may be the last time we see each other before summer because uh, our team starts traveling all throughout the region. And we uh, do work with the Minnesota Office of Traffic Safety and North Dakota Vision Zero, where we conduct these car seat checkup events in many of the rural communities mm-hmm. that maybe don't have an indoor venue that we can do them in sure. the, the, the wintertime. So we do them in the summer. And our schedule, if you look at that, um, Dale's got it queued up on the screen. This is just uh, what we have currently. I would say we're probably actively working on five to 10, maybe 15 more events uh, that will get added to that schedule. So yeah. what like three or four a week. Yep. Yep. And so what I would say is go to our Facebook page. Every event has a Facebook event created. We also have a map uh, or not a map, a schedule of our upcoming events that keeps getting changed. And then um, on the front page of our website is an upcoming events link. And if you click on that, as we add them, we pop um, events in. And that's not just car seat checkup events. Uh, that could be our hands-on learning fair or our foster parent training or bringing home baby uh, training. It could be a, a variety of things that are there. So if you don't see your community listed, uh, I know right now we're working on, for example, Lair 
Paramore to set up an event there. It's not on the schedule yet. We're working on mm-hmm. it. Uh, we'll get it on as soon as we can. But if you don't see your community listed, call us because if we're not working on it and you can help us get connected to maybe an ambulance garage or a Head Start or a mm-hmm. WIC or a, you know, a, a, a park or a church or a hospital or something where we can do the event, um, we are more than happy to come out and help with uh, getting that done in the rural communities. And, you know, when you look at this, too, a lot of these, uh, you can just show up during the time, the allotted time. Some of them are by appointment only. But, I mean, Eastside, Crookston, Cooperstown, Ada, Grafton, Fergus Falls, Langdon, uh, Walhalla, Warroad, Anetta, Warren, Grafton, Drayton, Bemidji, Park River, Cavalier, Pemina, Crookston. You guys, you're all over the place. Yeah, that song, I've been everywhere. Yeah, man. Right? <laughs> Isn't well, that a Red we, Hot Chili Peppers song? Yeah, we make that our, our theme song for the summer, and uh, it is it is a busy time, but uh, this is important work. And, you know, the parents and the grandparents and the caregivers that we help are really grateful uh, for those mm-hmm. um, events. And, you know, the one thing I would say is, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I don't need to go to that. I know how to use my seat. And uh, I, I can confirm this with Jasmine, but I'd be willing to bet that there's not a lot of seats we check that there isn't something that we can make a little right. bit safer. Sure, now, sure. it's not like my hockey player example that yeah, I gave yeah. you where just about <laughs> everything was wrong. Where you do everything you can not to laugh. <laughs> right, right. But we helped them. Um, reading those instruction manuals like we talked about is important. But uh, also being humble enough to say, hey, you know what, I might need some help and, and mm-hmm. we're here to help. Uh, a lot of events scheduled. If they can't make that, we do do appointments at our office. We do, you, you don't just stop by. You got to call. Um, and the other thing that we do is we have this technology in our phone and uh, we can do a video visit um, and, and car seat check that way as well. So uh, we encourage people to please reach out and uh, get help with us. Uh, All right. Us. Uh, we're going to be back with Karma Jasmine. Uh, just stepped into the studio from Safe Kids Grand Forks, but we're going to take a little break right now. Hear from some of our sponsors like this one from Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Oh, man, here we go. We get to talk about one of my favorite places, Moe's Cafe, right here in the Grand Cities Mall. In fact, uh, if you're jonesing for a thick-cut Reuben sandwich, <laughs> today's the day that just happens to be Moe's Daily Dish today. Thick-cut Reuben sandwich and a hoagie roll with sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, and Thousand Island dressing, of course, comes with an order of fries. Only 11 bucks today at Moe's Cafe in the Grand Cities Mall. Eat at Moe's. They are open Tuesday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Weekends, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You'll find them. They're right here in the Grand Cities Mall. Not your ordinary food. Eat at Moe's. You'll love it. Moe's Cafe in the Grand Cities Mall. Safe Kids, Grand Forks in the studio. Karma Hansen and Jasmine Wangen are here. And uh, welcome to, uh, let's go to Jasmine first. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having us today. Good. I'm glad you made it. 
it's it's been busy at our office. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> it's like, wow, where is she? And I'm there, though, you were. That that has been a question of the week. Where's Jasmine? Where's Jasmine? Where's Jasmine? <laughs> she might be in a van or out at Target. There's a car seat recycling event going on this week. She was out at that. Oh, yeah. She's been at school. She's been picking up stuff. She's been in the curriculum room and the training room and the volunteer room and the back room. And we're like, where's Jasmine? Where's Jasmine? I will. I want to just give a public shout out to this gal because she is nothing short of amazing. I know this event causes her a lot of stress, but um, she has a skill and a knack for coordinating and bringing things together to make some of the most beautiful events happen. And I know it's stressful for her, but she's really, really good at what and she she's does. she's probably in good shape because she gets a lot of cardio and just at the job, she right? She absolutely right? does. I had my 10,000 steps in by 2 o'clock yesterday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 10,000 steps by 2 o'clock? Yep, just running up and down to the curriculum room, to our meeting room, and setting well, up stuff. And My yeah. 10,000 steps were done. Probably like this coming Thursday at about one o'clock in the afternoon, and I started on Sunday. Uh, do we want to talk about the learning fair first, or should we talk a little bit about the medication take back? Well, you did want a summary of that, so let me. Yeah, give you one. I know you just had one. Yeah, we do a med take back event three times a year. We do it okay. in March during National Poison Prevention Week, and that's always our Battle of the Badges. We do it in June, kind of about a month or so. As this year, it's going to be a couple weeks after spring cleanup because normally spring cleanup yeah. is that first week of May. It got pushed back sure. until the third week of May. But it's kind of around that cleaning out your garage, clean out your medicine cabinet time of year. And then we do one in September during Child Passenger Safety Week. And that one includes a, both a car seat check and a med take back. And so we were on ahead of the med take back event we did in March. Uh, it was It's always the battle of the badges in which we have mm-hmm. the Grand Forks Police Department, the Sheriff's Department, and UNDPD come. And when people come to drop off their meds, they can put them in a bin by whatever squad yep. car they want to support. At the end End of the day, we actually had a tie for the first no time way. ever. Yes, like like somebody needed to drop off one more bottle of expired Tylenol uh, to put somebody over the edge. <laughs> uh, the a PD and the sheriff's department both brought in thirty pounds. Wow. Uh, UNDPD fifteen. We collected seventy five wow. pounds of medications. Holy. And while some of those are over the counter meds, yeah. some of those are narcotics mm-hmm. and things that mm-hmm. clearly are. You know, important to get out of your very homes, dangerous. Your purses, your travel bags, yeah. if you don't need them. So uh, it was a fun event. Uh, I would remind people that if they miss that event, uh, there are always permanent drop boxes that are located at the law enforcement center yep. downtown, UNDPD, East Grand Forks PD, and then at a lot of pharmacies around the area. And then we also do uh, twice a year at the senior center where we literally go there and do it. And we've just added a new one to our hands-on learning fair event that's coming up this weekend. And so I'd love to have uh, Jasmine talk all things hands-on learning fair. And here she is. Here I am. <laughs> so hands-on learning fair will be this Saturday okay. from 10 to 1 at the Purper Arena. Um, a little background on hands-on learning fair is it's been around for many years, 20 plus years. Wow. Um, that was actually started by a different group of um, people working in childcare. Okay. And so they got lots of different agencies together to um, have families come and do activities with the kids, get down on the floor and play with them. You don't need electronics to have fun right. with your kids. Yeah. And just a really good, fun experience. Um, we, at the time when these were happening, we kind of helped print flyers and worked alongside them and we would have a booth at that. But then we also had our safe kids day event. And both of these were in April. 
um, we got to the point where we were coordinating and we shared a flyer. So on one side was hands-on learning fair. The other side was Safe Kids Day. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, right before um, COVID things happened in 2019, the group that was running hands-on learning fair actually said um, they were looking a different direction to do things they couldn't continue. And they were wondering if we wanted to continue that for them, um, which was really a, a huge honor to be able to mm-hmm. take that over and what they had established. So um, we merged the two events in 2019. Um, 2020, we had to cancel kind of last minute. And this is the first year we've been able to bring it back since then. Okay, so hands-on learning fair. Say I've got a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. What will this do for me if I go to this? Do I bring my kid? Do yeah. I go alone? And and what am I going to find? What, what am I going to see? What am I going to learn? You're going to learn all kinds of stuff. Okay. You're going to bring your kids. Um, if you're a grandparent, if you're expecting your Now first you're talking child, more of my style here. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> even if you don't have kids yet, okay. there's going to be tons of stuff to learn. There's going to be activities for kids, um, really from that toddler up to school-aged kids. There's going to mm-hmm. be stuff for elementary school kids to do there also. Um, it's a free event to come to. Um, there's going to be door prizes available. There's going to be giveaways at booths and lots. We'll have, um, I think we have 20 different booths with safe kids topics, but then there's lots of different agencies that are going to have information available about what they have to offer. Um, we're going to have vendors there that are selling stuff. So you okay. want to buy um, some cute things for your kids, some toys, different things like that. Um, we'll have a few different people there that are selling um, food or shaved ice. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that there could be parents out there maybe they're on their second or third child uh and they decide to go to this hands-on learning fair and they're gonna go there and go wow i never even thought of that or holy buckets i can't believe i didn't realize that before but i bet you there's a lot of that going on there's a ton of that and a lot of the topics that we cover at safe kids the preventable injuries we say you don't know what Mm -hmm. you don't know yeah there's things that aren't even on people's radar as those kids are growing you know there's there's new things Mm -hmm. to watch for that even as we're getting into those older kids Things that you didn't yeah. think about when they were babies that you now need to know. Um, and so while we're not necessarily the experts on everything, we at least have the resources available to get you more information on those. Um, and some of our other partners that are going to be there are going to have information on what they have to offer. Um, the Children's Museum that's working on fundraising to yeah. start up, they're going to have a booth and they're going to have these huge um, blue blocks to build oh. and do fun things with. So there's going to be lots of interactive crafts and things to play with. Um, but then there's also going to be lots of information of what's available in our community, what's out there for safety information as well. Uh, You look like you're kind of jacked about this. (laughs) It's all I've been thinking about for the last few months. (laughs) For example, John, you know, safe sleep is critically important for parents of newborn babies and up to kind of that age one. So we want to get that information out to parents. But that being said, we also don't want like kids standing there and the parents not feeling like they have time to talk about it. Yeah. And so uh, many of our booths are run by nursing students from the College of Nursing that we train oh, them on the topic. Sure. And we'll put two people at each booth. So one of the nurses can be talking with the parents kind of in parent mm-hmm. speak and parent language while the kids yeah. are overdoing a hands-on activity. And so we've got a crib, a little doll crib with bumper pads and blankets and stuffed animals and pacifiers and, you know, heavy, uh, you know, pajamas versus a sleep sack and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that they could be playing with and learning. And so they're doing hands-on thing and yet they're learning all at the same time. And so it does take a lot of work to execute both kind of education and the hands-on piece. But I think it makes it a really meaningful day, uh, not just for 
parents, but as Jasmine said, expectant parents, there's probably things you don't know that you even need to know about. Like everybody knows you need to wear a life jacket or you need to wear a bike yeah, helmet yeah. if you're riding a bike, whatever. What do you know about button batteries? What do you know about TV tip overs? What do you know about uh, high powered magnets? What do you know about, you know, animal bites? Some of those kind of things. And so I would encourage expectant parents to come or grandparents. You know, a lot has changed from the days when my kids were little. Uh, did you know crib standards have changed? You can yeah. no longer have a crib with drop down side rails on it. Half the things you mentioned are things that I'm still afraid of with me. <laughs> I mean, uh, just never really grew up, I guess. So that is coming up this Saturday uh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Purper Arena. If you don't know, that's easy to find. You'll find. Um, oh, I used to have a question because I had a crib with the flip down thing. Yep. Why can't you have that? Because ki- yeah, uh, kids have been getting caught, like clothing caught on it, and it goes down and it strangles them. There have been kids that have died. Oh. oh, the other thing that they have discontinued is cribs used to have a little decorative thing that came up on the end of it that was for decoration. They have also got those off. So like the top of the crib, I think it's a half or maybe a quarter inch is all you can have on the poles or the end um you know, ends of the mm-hmm. cribs because of kids trying to climb over the crib and their pajamas would get hung up on it and they'd be found strangled. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, Jasmine, back to the hands-on learning fair, do you want to just mention about um, there's going to be a food vendor outside and then the bike rodeo because I think that's pretty exciting and where they could buy bike helmets. Yeah, so Cool Creations is going to be there. Um, we'll actually have them indoors kind of right in the middle of everything. So they'll have their shaved ice. I think they're going to have cotton candy there also. Um, that protein place is mm-hmm. a newer place downtown. They're going to have some stuff available for sale as well. Um, outside, we will have a smokehouse. The Grand Forks Air Force Base Fire Department oh. is going to bring that so kids can go in and kind of see what is it like when yeah. there is a fire and how you yeah. get out, what are the different ways. Um, inside, we'll have the Grand Forks Fire Department um, with all of their gear for kids to try mm-hmm. on, which will be kind of fun. Um, but we'll also have a bike rodeo. So oh, wow. that's going to be um, a big part of the arena that we'll have bikes available there. You don't have to bring your own. And just to learn kind of what are some of the different rules of the road and when do you need to pay attention to sure. the stop signs and, and different things. We'll also have bike helmets for sale. So spring's coming. Maybe you don't know where your child's bike helmet is. Maybe their head has grown since last year. Um, maybe you already have one, but you just want to double check to make sure that it's fitted correctly. You can certainly bring yours with and we'll help make sure that it's on the right way or let you know if they need a new one. Um, we'll also have a lot of our stuff for sale besides those bike helmets, um, like life jackets. And if you need outlet covers, um, TV tip over straps, all, mm-hmm. all the things that we have available at our office, we'll have there for people to purchase as well. You know, uh, and it is getting to be that time of the year. Bikes are going to come out. We're seeing motorcycles out there now, and I think they're knuckleheads to be riding their motorcycles right now. But you know what's really funny when you talk about the tip over devices and things? Uh, back in my day, that w- there was no such thing. And now, anything you get, Ikea, or anything you got to build, it all c- always comes with that wire strap and a couple mm-hmm. of big screws, and that's exactly what it's for. But those are things we didn't think about back then either, and those are things that happen. Kids love to climb. They're, uh, I mean, they're curious. Yep. Uh, they, they, you know, they're like dang puppies. They want to be in the highest spot. They want to be in the wettest spot. They want to be in the dirtiest spot. And every one of them has its own little types of dangers. 
Well, they do. And interesting enough, you know, furniture is made probably less sturdy and durable than oh, it I, used to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, but yet it's still heavy. And what we're seeing is kids who will open like bedroom drawers and they'll use the drawers like a ladder oh, yeah. to climb yeah. up that furniture and that'll tip over. Mm-hmm. I was at a conference in Minneapolis last year and a parent from that area came and spoke and her little boy, she put him down for a nap. His name was Teddy. And she went in to check on him a few hours later because he hadn't woken up from his nap yet and she thought that he should be awake. And she went in and there was a pile of blankets on the floor and Teddy had tried to get up on the dresser for some reason and the dresser had tipped over on him and he was found dead underneath the dresser. And so you talk about those mounting devices and there's a variety. There's straps, there's L brackets, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of different things. But things that, like Jasmine said, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, and so, you know, we're here to kind of shed some light sure. on some of those. And and um, this is one way we do it. We do it through social media. We do it through our newsletter, through our mm-hmm. webpage, through being out and about in the community. And um, I, I just, you know, before we, you know, to end talking about hands-on learning fair, I just want to give a huge, huge shout out to AAA. Uh, they are our presenting sponsor. And, you know, we couldn't rent facilities and buildings or do promotions and flyers and posters and ads and that kind of thing without a triple a they help us with a lot of our automotive safety uh stuff our pedestrian crossing guard safety patrol back to school stuff Uh, but they are just a huge partner in the work that we do and they are a presenting sponsor for this event so well we've got a lot of people that are involved we really want to give a big shout out to them you know, it's funny when you think about how technology has changed. Back in my day, you did not worry about a television tipping over. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, it was like a bar, a TV, a stereo, a storage unit, all in one place. Uh, anyway, compared to nowadays. Um, what is Alive at 25? I see that's something on your schedule coming up in June. Yeah, so Alive at 25 is a course. It's an evidence-based course. They have seen uh, youth, uh, teens, early 20-year-olds that take the course. Um, They've looked at it over time to see um, if they have a lower incidence of injuries and crashes and deaths and that kind of thing, and it has significantly reduced Mm -hmm. that. Uh, It is a course that is sponsored um, and hosted. Uh, Vision Zero is a partner in that. They have instructors all throughout uh, the state, and one of the gals in our office uh, is an instructor for that. And so we offer them here in Grand Forks. There are also opportunities for it to take it online. There is a cost for that. Um, if people cannot afford that, they could certainly reach out, and we'll see because sometimes there are ways that we can help mm, supplement these scholarship that Scholarship dollars here and there. Yeah, uh, We uh, just held a class on um, April 12th. There will be one via distance learning that goes from 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m on April 23rd. That's this coming up Sunday. That's online. And then we have two other courses um, set up, uh, I believe, in June and August okay. uh, at our office here in East Grand Forks. And so people can get those dates and times uh, off of our web page or on our Facebook page. And again, it's kind of for that 14 to 23, 24, 25-year-old. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people are... The cor- age when they know everything. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, you don't have to have a license yet. You can have just a permit in okay. order to come. Some students are court ordered to come because oh, sure. of, like they've made some bad choices yep. and the court says you need to go to a live at 25. Mm-hmm. So it's a great course, uh, local and like I said, distance learning as well. 
You know, uh, sometimes it never hurts to learn from your mistakes, as long as they're not a bad mistake, right? <laughs> you know, everywhere you look, I was in Fargo last week. Uh, I was in Thief River this weekend. Uh, there's water everywhere. It's the time of the year. That's what happens. We've been talking about it. The ditches, retention ponds, rivers, lakes, all that stuff. Uh, kids don't float. Water safety class. I wanted to have that little pause in there because they don't. But what is the kids don't float water safety classes? So that is another course that we have been doing for the last 28 years. And it is one whereby we bring in kids second through fifth grade uh, to learn about lifelong water safety skills. So it's a two-hour course held at the UND pool. Uh, 45 minutes is classroom, and it's put on by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And they provide a very interactive, kind of silly, engaging, fun, um, educational uh, time. And then the kids break up into five different stations. Grand Forks Sheriff's Department runs a their fatal, fatal vision goggles where they have the kids put those on and walk a line and oh, throw a sure. ball and mm-hmm. see the impacts of alcohol because that's oftentimes involved in boating incidents. A rescue station where the kids practice throwing um, throwable PFDs or a rope. Yep. Um, a life jacket relay where they select the right size style life jacket, have to put it on correctly. Um, hypothermia, we talked about that cold water. And hypothermia, a station where they pick pennies up off the bucket a bucket of cold water, and then um, where the, the kids get to drive around in little boats in the pool. Uh, I will say we bring in about 700 kids over the course of three and a half days and seven classes. And the reason I talked about mentioning this on your show is that we do have a session where we, we can't take a whole school classroom, like 20, 30, 40, 50 mm-hmm. kids, but we do have some openings where if there are any people who have kids second through fifth grade that might be homeschooled uh, that would like to get in on this class, uh, they can call me and we probably could sneak you in during one of our sessions. And I don't exactly remember which one it is, but if they contact me, I'll see where we might be able to make that work. Um, my number is 701-739-1591. Uh, we also have a couple other classes coming up, and I'm not going to give you the dates, John, because there are way too many to remember, uh, and they are all on our webpage and our Facebook page, um, and we also have them coming up in other communities. But Jasmine, will you just talk a little bit about the Safe at Home Alone and the um, Smart Sitter classes that we offer, because they're another great resource that we offer to our community and really to our region, because these are going to be held around the region this summer as well. Yeah, so we have two different classes geared toward children. Um, the first one is the Safe at Home Alone. That's for kids maybe 8 to 11 years old staying home alone for the first time by themselves. Um, maybe they have stayed home, maybe they haven't yet and are a little bit nervous about it. We spend three hours with the kids and really talk about what are the rules at your house. That there aren't necessarily mm-hmm. this is what you can or can't do. It's yep. those conversations to have with the adults at your house that can I have friends over? Can I play outside? Can I use the microwave? Can I use the stove? Um, What do I do if somebody knocks on the door? Mm -hmm. Um, So we spend a lot of time talking about those different things. We go over first aid with them. What do you do if you get stung by a bee? Or what do you do if a bone is sticking out? Um, Lots of different things Mm -hmm. that we talk about. And then they go home with a booklet because the most frustrating thing is when you ask your kids, what did you learn today at school? I don't know. Nothing. Well, they've got that book that the parents um, can see what we talked about, Mm -hmm. and then there's a parent insert with that. We also do a little like take-home worksheet that really goes over a lot of those specific things also. Um, So that's kind of our our first class we have to offer. The second one is a babysitter class. Um, So that's one for maybe that... 
12, 14 to 16 year old, those kids that are looking to start babysitting. Um, that's about a five and a half hour class. So we spend more time with them. We include lunch with that registration and we spend the morning going over a lot of different developmental things for different stages of kids that, you know, what do we need to think about for choking hazards for those younger kids? Um, they learn how to mix a bottle of formula Mm -hmm. to know how to do that, what it smells like, some of those things they've maybe never done. They get a doll to practice with and they get to practice holding that doll that how do you hold them when they're using that bottle? How do you burp that baby? Mm -hmm. How do you just hold them in general? Um, They get to practice changing a diaper. So a lot of different things with those younger kids. Um, And then the afternoon, they learn the friends and family kind of basic CPR and first aid. So um, they don't actually get CPR certified with that course, but get those first stages of that. You know, all kids are different. Uh, The way they grow up, the way they mature and things like that. Uh, You talk about what are our rules? What are the rules you need to know? You know, Um, but one thing I want to know on this, we didn't talk about this beforehand and and maybe we have uh, previous shows, but um, I know for years I took whenever I had to, um, it was because of my job. Uh, was, I think it was usually through the Red Cross, but like uh, life-saving and CPR and things like this. Um, we hear stories of adults that don't know it. They have no clue. You might be standing somebody near somebody. Maybe they choke. Maybe they have a heart attack. Maybe something happens and you stand there and you can't do a thing about it. When can we start teaching our kids that? You mentioned the babysitting classes and things like that. I would imagine it is taught then. But then again, you're talking about teenage kids now. Is it ever to, I mean, we see stories about it, special interest, human interest stories, how this little five-year-old or six-year-old kid saved his drowning sister from the pool because of something he saw on TV and wasn't actually trained. But is every kid different when it comes to trying to teach them this or, or, you know, I know obviously they're not going to get certified at, at, at a young kid's age, maybe at a teenager, but when is it the right time? Well, so here's what I would say. As Jasmine mentioned in the smart setter class, we do kind of an overview of CPR. We practice the Heimlich and we talk mm-hmm. about that. And we talk about CPR. That being said, in order to certify somebody, we need way more time than the five and a half hours. Cause we've got a lot to cover right, in right. that time. But it's a good introduction. It's never too early to start that. Mm -hmm. Even something to talk to your younger kids about was, do they know how to dial 911? Um, Do they know what their address is of their house to tell somebody? Do they know the passcode to your phone to unlock your phone? Do they know how to access the emergency ability to unlock it without your face or your passcode in it? Um, Do they know that... They may need to go unlock the door for that adult, you know, rescue Mm -hmm. person that Mm -hmm. is coming. Those are all kinds of things you can think about. Now, that being said, a seven-year-old doing CPR on an adult, I'm a nurse. I've done CPR on lots of adults. Uh, it would be probably tough. be tough because yep. they're not going to probably be horribly right. effective anyway. But is it too early to start talking about it? No. Now, the good news is is that there are a ton of online resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you may not get certified because you haven't done the actual skills or practiced on a mannequin and that kind of thing, there are certainly videos that you can use that will give you some basic life-saving things. Uh, the other thing uh, with that is um, it, there, you can look at downloading an app on your phone that you can could have so even as an adult if you took it but it's been a while and you feel rusty you can I've got an app on my phone that if I'm ever in that situation even though I'm certified mm-hmm. my gosh 
you can panic, especially oh, if it's somebody you know or love yes. that you could put that on. The other thing is, is doing a mock scenario with the kids. I do that when I teach the, the smart sitter class and I'll, I'll pretend like I'm a 911 operator and there's an emergency going on. And what does that conversation sound like? So the kids know how to answer questions like that. So I would say start early, um, use resources that are available online, um, and then look at coming to those classes. Um, we have Dakota commercial who um, helps to sponsor our um, safe at home alone class. Our smart sitter class is sponsored by uh, Dr. Lunn. Uh, he is a pediatrician here in town. He helps to offset some of the costs of that. Uh, so we can keep the cost down low. The uh, Safe at Home Alone is a $20 registration. The Smart Sitter is a $50 registration. Uh, but we also have another partner um, in Brady Marts uh, who has given us a pot of money that if people can't afford to pay that full registration, we will help to try to offset the costs of that. So again, we don't want anybody not coming because of that. You know, sometimes the kids that need it the most are the ones where they're living in a single family or single parent home where mom is working, you know, into the evening hours or mm-hmm. on weekends and they have to be left home alone. Absolutely reach out and call us, and we will find a way to get you into those classes. You know, I have got uh, the cutest neighbor girl. Uh, she just turned three. Her name is Eden, and she got uh, one of those electric four-wheelers uh, for her birthday. Uh, really cool. I mean, it is really cool. I wish they had this stuff when I was a kid. I didn't have to use real stuff, but she can't get on it unless she has her full-face helmet on, which is really cute, too, but... And this isn't, I'm not talking about the little four-wheelers that kids drive, the electric ones. This is the season. This is, people have been cooped up in their homes all winter long. They want to get out. Everybody's got cabin fever. You've been staring at that four-wheeler. Like, you know, come on, Dad, we're going to, we got to be careful. Uh, four-wheeler, ATVs, side-by-sides, scooters, the bikes, everything. Um, this is the time you really, really, I mean, you know, if, if you're not sure about your kid, maybe you shouldn't have them being on one, a full size one, but what do we do about all this? You know, the, the ATV safety and anything with wheels basically. Well, yeah. So uh, you're talking about the little girl and the little one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rule at our house was always wheels on your feet, wheels on your butt, yep. helmet on your head, right? Uh, it, the North Dakota and Minnesota law require uh, that youth are required by law to wear a helmet. They're optional for adults. Although shouldn't be. I mean, mm. really, in order to be safe, um, there are zero protective mechanisms on an ATV. I oftentimes said when my kids were little, I would have put my 10-year-old behind the wheel of a car before I put him on an ATV. Oh, sure. A car has rollover bars and mm-hmm. crumple zones and airbags and seatbelts and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, they are very dangerous pieces of equipment oh, that yeah. if you don't know how to operate, they go up to 70 miles an hour, mm-hmm. they weigh, weigh between 600 and 800 yep. pounds. And you know we've done retrospective studies of uh, EER uh, patients um, that we have seen. And unfortunately, kids are getting younger and younger, and the number of those incidents is going up. And a lot of times the injuries and the fatalities are not just from a lack of a helmet, but they are crushing injuries to the chest. Uh, And what we know is that Generally, those kids do not have enough upper body strength to bring those ATVs back into an upright position if they start to tip. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even. No. (laughs) Um, ATVs are meant to be driven on off-road terrain, not on a pavement. In fact, there's videos you can watch where um, just driving on pavement, if the rubber of that studded tire catches the Mm -hmm. rubber wrong, it can flip the rider off. Yeah, it'll roll the tire and it'll roll you. Yeah. 
And so it's meant to be driven on, you know, grass and, mm-hmm. and places like that. That is also often a place that's uneven terrain, yeah. which means that you're at a slant. And if you do not have that upper body strength to bring it to an upright <clears throat> position, they can be very, very, very dangerous. So a uh, couple things. Safe Kids recommendation and the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendation is no kid should be riding on an ATV before age 16. Uh, once uh, they are getting ready to ride, they should take a rider course. Those are offered by North Dakota Parks and Rec and in Minnesota as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I know that they um, have registration for classes happening now because, as you said, this is the time of year. Uh, if you do not have a helmet, I know they provide their people that take the class with a free helmet at those courses. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is uh, you need to look at what your laws are because most of them cannot be driven on public land. By right. youth, they have to be driven on private land. Um, and then what other equipment? Uh, a full um, a chest protector would be good to help prevent those crushing-type injuries. Uh, closed-toed shoes, not flip-flops, that kind of thing. And then... Um, uh, uh, long pants would be recommended as well. And then the other big thing is no more than one rider per yep. ATV. Those, the seat is designed. Unless it's made for. Unless it's yes, made for it, yes. yes. The seat is designed to come down to kind of fit mm-hmm. the butt on. It is it, it, centered between those four wheels, yep. so it puts it where that center of gravity is supposed to yep. be. When all of a sudden you start adding, be that flamethrowers or, or, yeah. or field checkers or, you know, cargo mm-hmm. or other people off of that, um, ATV, you are changing that center of gravity, sure. making it more prone to tip. So very, very dangerous. Uh, again, get them in a rider course, make sure they know how to ride responsibly, um, go out alongside of them, ride with them and make sure they're making good decisions. And then, um, follow that recommendation of no kids under age 16 on an adult size ATV. Yeah. And when you're looking for helmets for your kids, folks, uh, don't get one because it's cute. Uh, make sure you check out a DOT or a Snell rating on these helmets. Um, I know a DOT, most of those helmets are going to pass the mustard. Um, Snell rating is if you're racing or doing things like that. That's maybe a little bit of a higher level. But um, uh, you. But but that being said, uh, you can't you can't just put any helmet on it. You know we have mm-hmm. helmets at our office, bike helmets, toddler sure. helmets, multi sport helmets that are designed for you know rollerblading, scooter mm-hmm. skateboarding, that kind of thing. And parents think, oh, I've got this little helmet that costs me fifteen dollars oh, from yeah, Safe yeah. Kids. I'll have them use that on an ATV. Those are not designed for motorized. You need a collection of helmets. Right. They're not designed for motorized (laughs) ones because they need to be a stronger plastic, Mm -hmm. uh, more cushion inside. So make sure you get that appropriate size uh, helmet for those kids and for the appropriate sport they're participating in. Right. Uh, You mentioned sponsors. uh, or did Did you miss out on any? I know you guys, Safe Kids, Grand Forks, you guys have a lot of help. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do what you do without them. We wouldn't. Uh, All True Health System is the lead agency for Safe Kids, so we're housed there. But we are very blessed. Um, We have some funding for some of our pedestrian and safety work uh, from Minnesota Safe Routes to School. Uh, We have some of a lot of our funding that comes from the North Dakota Department of Transportation uh, that provides us uh, funding to go out and do a lot of our ATV, bike safety, car seat checkup events in North Dakota. Uh, North Dakota Department of Health and Human Services provides us 
some funding for some of our regional checkup events. And in Minnesota, the Minnesota Office of Traffic Safety helps to fund um, some of our staff that teach these classes and do checkup events in that state. And so uh, while All True is a lead agency, uh, this is something that should not or doesn't fall all upon them to be responsible for funding that. Uh, we do cover a big area. So, you know, besides money coming in to help support the work that we do, our donors, be it a business, a, an agency, a grant, uh, or a, a foundation, that kind of thing. We also need people. And, uh, you know, our coalition is made up of a lot of people that come to our meetings, but we also need volunteers that come to events. Sure. And uh, Friday, we are going to be setting up for our hands-on learning fair. Uh, we normally have a fraternity who helps us with that that is not able to do that this year. So if anybody listening to your show today uh, has time on Friday uh, between the hours of 1 and 3, uh, they can come to the Purper Arena and help us with setup. And then on Saturday, also that same time, kind of that 1 to 3, 4 o'clock on Saturday, we're going to be taking all the tables down, all the supplies down, loading it into our vans and vehicles, getting the tables back to where we rented them from and uh, the supplies back to our office. And my colleague Jasmine sitting over here smiles as I talk about, oh. please volunteer. Yeah, and I'm thinking about 4 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people, too, that get done work early on Fridays. Um, you know what? If you want to do your part and and, and and I like these things. I, I might even try to go there, get there on Friday. But whenever you do something that is out of your comfort zone, or it's like I don't really want to do this. Whenever you do something, and when you're done, you go, "Wow, I'm so glad I went and did that." It, yeah. That's one of these kind of things. And and you mentioned Jasmine. I kind of feel bad. You haven't said too much today, but um, you want to sing some Neil Diamond or something with me? Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's over there dreaming about four o'clock on Friday. I know. She said, I'm, "I'm making my mental list of all the stops I need to make and the things I need to grab today to get ready." You know, you guys do a fantastic job, um, and and there's so many people that don't know Safe Kids Grand Forks exists. Um, we keep trying to get it out there between you and all your media pushes and all the great work you guys do. Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Uh, a lot of dads out there, I know, uh, they're dumb. They're they're they have no business having a child. But people like you make it a lot easier <laughs> for a transition for these guys because, um, you know, that's the best way to learn. And But it helps to learn the correct way. Yeah, and that's what we're here for. And whether it's a class, whether it's our newsletter, you can go to our webpage, um, safekidsgf.com. We have tons of information on there. But the other thing you can do on that website is on the right-hand side of it, there is a, a spot. You click on the link, and you can sign up for our newsletter. We publish that. It comes out five, six times a year. And it's filled with some of the things that, yeah, you should maybe know, but also those you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, we have this free thing or this free class, or here's a great link, or here's a recall. Call. So uh, sign up for that newsletter. Go to our Facebook page, Safe Kids Grand Forks. Uh, like us there. You can follow us on Instagram and Pinterest mm. and all those things. And, uh, you know, we are here to meet people where they're at. No question's a dumb one. And if we don't know the answer, we are really blessed with a lot of people in our coalition who come together all kind of around this cause of keeping kids safe at home. It's sure. bullet playing on the way. And we'll find somebody who knows the answer. All right. Hey, thank you, girls. Did we get everything out there? We got a lot. All right. Well, it's almost impossible to get it all out there. But um, uh, again, 701-739-1591. Uh, 
Is that yep. the right phone number? Yep. Uh, and again, you... That's my cell number. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, and, I maybe shouldn't have given that one well, out. That's, no, that's okay. And uh, if people have uh, questions about volunteering on either Friday or Saturday, they can call that number just because okay. none of us are sitting at our desk at our office sure. at this point in time. Uh, but our office for our safe kids office is 701-780-1489. All right. Thank right. you again, you guys. Thank you so Girls. much to GFBS. Yeah, uh, we love having you. And um, if I don't see you Friday, we will see you in a couple of months. Sounds I'm good. Pretty sure about that. All right. Uh, there you go. That's Karma Hansen and Jasmine Wongen with Safe Kids of Grand Forks. Uh, man, they've always got so much stuff going on. want to give a big shout out to Home of Economy's fifth annual Home of Economy Racer Showcase. That is going on this Saturday at Home of Economy from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Grand Forks Best Source. We are going to be there live. Tell you what, if you are into racing, it doesn't matter if it's uh, dirt track go-karts, snowmobiles, BMX bikes, or whatever, you're going to want to check this out because there's going to be race car drivers and racers with their equipment, their cars, their bikes, their carts, their sleds, whatever it is. They're all going to be there. Uh, this is going to be free food provided by Home of Economy from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Burgers, brats, hearty baked beans, chips, and water served by the Grand Fork Central Wrestling Team. All free will offering proceeds go to the wrestling team. So you can go check out all these awesome racing vehicles. Go eat yourself a good meal for not a whole lot of money. This whole gig is absolutely free, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Again, this Saturday, 5th Annual Indoor Home of Economy Racer Showcase. Hey, tomorrow on Dirty Thursday, uh, boy, we got a lot going on. Uh, Brad and Darren from River City Speedway, they're going to be in to talk about a pretty busy River City Speedway schedule for the upcoming season. And Grand Forks County Commissioner Mark Rusted, he's going to join us too. We're going to talk a little bit about this uh jail thing going on out at the fairgrounds so uh, it should be a good show uh let's see big screens and tv streams is on at two o'clock today enjoy and remember and remember to like share oh yeah there we go enjoy and remember to like share tag and follow us hit that notification bell on your smartphone you never miss a show and we all know the grand cities is an awesome place grand fork's best source is giving it an identity again